Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Brer. Theo's off today. How you doing today, Jerry? Hey, what's up, my fellow gamers, comic book readers, and all-around nerds? What's going on, Matt? How's it going? Not much, man. It's been a it's been a week. Um, it's looking forward to the weekend, especially with uh, the Anthem General demo firing off. Um, gotta ask you, how did you feel being let down that we are not getting a sequel to the Big Lebowski, and that that tweet was just a little stunt to kind of get interest in the commercial oh, from Cellar Artois for uh, the Super Bowl this weekend? You know what? I was disappointed, but also a bit relieved because. The Big Lebowski is one of the it's one of those movies that should stay a one off. But it's always it's always a pleasure and a treat to see the dude uh, reemerge and, you know, present his dudeness uh, even for a commercial. So that was that was cool. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm indifferent about it, but, you know, we got a little little taste of the dude. Well. I mean, I got to ask you that because you, the second you saw even a little glimpse of that, you were all over. Oh my God. Facebook I would be like, Oh my God. Um, you know, and I agree with you though, that the big Lebowski, I think is one of those movies that <clears throat> it shouldn't have a sequel. It shouldn't be remade. It should just be left the way it is. Yeah. Kind of like, just like the Goonies. It's the, those are one of those movies that like should just shouldn't be touched. It's a classic. It should stay. And, and it already, those are the movies that surpass time they are timeless i mean i'll be okay with a goonie sequel on two conditions one it's spielberg <laughs> and it's the original cast yeah 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 that's it not a, <laughs> that's not gonna we don't get the entire original cast we're done no way <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen I mean, i'm sure a lot of them would love that because they would need the work but i don't i don't know if that would happen yeah i mean most of those guys have actually moved on to do other things um the only ones that are really active in the acting community still really is you, know, you got Josh Brolin, which of course is Thanos. Um, Cable, you know, and and Cable, you know, yeah. and um, Sean Astin, you know, he's doing The Hobbit and uh, or rather Lord of the Rings. Um, everyone else kind of went on to do their own little thing, you know. Um, oh, and uh, Joe Pantoliano, you know, we can't forget about him, you know. Yeah. You know, every time I see him, I just want to go woosa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talking about classics, um, another one that we're they're kind of doing a sequel to is Terminator, um, which Arnold Schwarzenegger put out a little, uh, you know, a little video talking about uh, them starting filming in Hungary. It is going to be a direct sequel uh, to T2. Um, Arnold and Linda Hamilton are back. Um, James Cameron was on board as a producer to help with the mm-hmm. script writing, which we all know James Cameron is responsible for Terminator. I don't know how I feel about this um, because and, Termin- and Terminator too. Yeah, and what yeah. they're doing is they're they're pretty much retconning. So basically, <clears throat> everything that happened after Res- or uh, Terminator Two doesn't happen. You know, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see like. how they explain that. Um, they're also going to be using a bit of the Tron tech. So they're going to have um, you know someone standing in for Linda Hamilton's son um, from T2, and they're going to have you know the face kind of grafted onto it a little bit from everything that I'm seeing. So mm. you know I, I have I have high hopes for it because we are getting Arnold Schwarzenegger, we are getting Linda Hamilton, we are getting James Cameron helping with this. Um, so it looks like a lot of fun. However, that being said, Arnold's Arnold's up there in age, man. Yeah, it's like him. But- and- him he's, and Stallone, they just need but yeah, to just but stop. there's even Stallone. Like those guys are still, I mean, they're still they're still up and kicking, man. Like they, they like look at some of the old wrestlers that are still wrestling. I mean, they as long as you're as long as you're still in shape and you know your your body, you're listening to your body. Um, I say go for it. I mean, uh, I I'm like, don't get me wrong, I have my I'm skeptical about, I mean, this, this upcoming sequel, but I mean, because I mean, you got to look at it is that the sequels to T2 were not great. Oh God. No, I, I mean, no, the, the only reason I have a semblance of hope is that it's the original like dream team. It's Arnold, you know, the original Sarah Connor and, and James yeah. Cameron. I mean, really James Cameron is the one as, as, hard as he is to kind of uh i mean he's not hard to work with he he's he's very um 
he knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. And, and as a director, you need to be the leader and he leads. Yeah. He is a general. I mean, and in this case, James Cameron is just going to be on in a producing role. Um, it's a directing role, but but even just being a producing role, knowing James Cameron's. Yeah. And it says a lot that he's taking time away from the avatar sequels to do this. So he's got to have love for this project to be somewhat involved with it. So, and especially uh, he's still like for me, he's still the reigning champion for a, success, a successful and possibly better sequel than his first movie. I yeah. think he he's one of the first directors to actually do that because mm-hmm. really you you can't really hate Terminator 2 and, and tell me that it's not oh. better than the first. Oh, T2 is a classic. I yeah, love it's a classic. But but Um, like I would like our listeners to try and tell me, you know, who else has that kind of success? I mean, I'm sure there are some out there, but like those success stories are few and far between. You know, the sequels are never as good as the first or, you know, they get. um, I mean, they have a few things to nitpick. T2 was one of the best sequels and I just can't believe, like, oh, my God, this seriously was better than the first. You don't get that a lot. And that was from James Cameron. I think one of the few ones that I could say to that, though, would be uh, Dark Knight. I thought Dark oh, Knight see, no, was no, okay, way yeah. better than Nolan Batman Begins. Nolan is definitely one. Dark Knight, yeah, Dark Knight, mm-hmm. w- way better than Batman Begins. Totally. You, you got one there. But like I said, they are f- few and far between. It They're, is. Yeah. It's hard to have a great sequel. And, you know, those two directors, but they're great leaders. They know what they want and they know how to do it. And with James Cameron, just being being a part of the team gives me just that much more hope that it's, you know, we're going to get a good movie. We're going to get a good sequel and it's going to, you know, it's truly going to tie into the one and two movies, I think, very well. So I'm not. I'm not as it. skeptical. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to watch it, but I'm not as skeptical as I was with was the other mo- like Terminator Salvation. Like Salvation um, or you know, T3 and T- all that, you know. That was a, I mean, no disrespect to Claire Danes or anything like that, but that, you know, I don't think she probably chose the best movie to be a part of. Um now talking about sequels, DC announced with a little teaser trailer of Birds of Prey. Uh, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. This one is going to basically take place after Suicide Squad. So it is it it's a standalone, but it's also a sequel. You know, basically, if you look at the summary on IMDb, it's basically after splitting up with the Joker, Harley teams up with Black Canary Huntress Renee Montoya uh, to save a the life of a little girl from an evil crime lord. Um, so with it, we've got Margot Robbie is going to be Harley. I mean, there's nobody else really that could do it right now. Um, I mean, the only one that could do it in an animated capacity, I think, is Tara Strong. And if they have anybody else really do Harley Quinn in an animated movie other than Tara, the original, no. So for that, I mean, you got Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead is going to be Huntress. Um, I love her. You know, and she she's not a outsider from, you know, in terms of she's never done a comic book movie. She's actually done two that are kind of related to the genre. Um, mm. You know, and she's absolutely wonderful in Fargo. You know, um, well, she was Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And uh, she was Royal Payne in Sky High, which was the Disney movie about, you know, all the kids of the superheroes going to high school and figure out if they're, you know, sidekicks or heroes and whatnot um ewan mcgregor is going to be black mask yeah. who is going to be the primary villain uh i i think he's going to play a really good black mask um because we do know that he does have that side for to him like train spotting you know where he's kind of got that off the wall not a sh- straight laced you know guy i think he can play a, a really good villain um, this will be interesting to see him as like kind of a gangster, but, um, I'm, I, I can totally see him as, as a villain. I mean, obviously like he's had some of those, I mean, if you've looked at like ghost rider or, or, um, uh, some of his other roles that he's played a little mm-hmm. dark and like a little sadistic, he, you know, he, he could do it. Oh and yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He's a great actor. Um, 
you're going to have um, Chris Messina, who's been just done like small parts or smaller movies, no really big parts. He's going to be Victor Zaz, um, which is, given for, on his look, this is definitely going to be a before like we're pro- like maybe we're going to see the beginnings of like his actual sadistic side and like him starting his uh, his cuts on. His yeah. Body. And and for everybody, you know, who's not a. a a real big Batman fan. Victor Saz is part of the rogues gallery. Um, he is a murderer. Um, and depending on what line of the comic you look at, he's a rapist. I mean, he is, he's the bad of bad. I mean, in terms of moral crimes, um, and he's got cuts all over him equal to his victims. Yeah. Um, In the comic book world, he has a cut for every victim, mm -hmm. which it looks like a bunch of fives all over you know, his body. And if you played Arkham Asylum, you know that he is really the first villain you fight in Arkham Asylum. Um, Yeah. You see the Joker. Yeah. You see some of the rogues allies showing up in the beginning, just as they're being transferred between cells and whatnot. But Victor Saz is the first one you really come across and it's a hostage situation. I I, I definitely feel that they're going to have that type of a thing um, in the movie as well, just have that hostage situation, you know, something's going to have you know, happen there. Um, and then you've got Rosie Perez. Uh, she is going to be Renee Montoya. Um, you know, everyone should really, I mean, Rosie Perez has just been around for ages and she's just one of those ones you hear her voice, you know who it is. Um, Oh, absolutely. You know, I still remember her and, you know, white men can't jump. Uh, Yeah. 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 It's white men can't jump or, um, was it blank check? It wasn't blank check. Yeah. It was the right with Nicholas Cage, and he wins the lotto, and he gives the uh, waitress a big tip. Oh yeah, she she um, was the uh, fiance to Nick yep. Cage. Yep. And uh, so for those from not familiar with the name Renee Montoya, um, she is deeply in the comics on the Batman side. Um, she was originally created for the animated series, but they introduced oh, wow. her. They introduced her before the show aired just to kind of give her introdu- uh, an introduction to everybody. Um, she is a cop with the Gotham PD um, in the animated show. She was the cop that was partnered with Harvey Bullock in a lot of the episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think that adding that character in is going to be kind of nice. You're going to, you're going to have these characters that, you know, you've got Renee Montoya who is on the PD. So she is for justice and all that. Then you've got Harley Quinn, all intents and purposes, villain (laughs) teaming up with Huntress who Huntress can go either way. (laughs) You know, she is either, you know, even, even in the cartoons and in the comic books, being a member of the Justice League, mm-hmm. she is still questionable. She's yeah. still more. Yeah, she's and, still and more. Black of a, Can- and another one, Black Canary. Black Canary kind of goes both ways, um, especially when it, it's involving, you know, Green Arrow. You know, she can either be a, a hero or she can be the villain. So, yeah. Now, speaking of Harley Quinn, Suicide Squad, DC also announced this week we've got. Not only the Batman, um, which is going to be kind of around that greatest detective, world's greatest detective mytho, um, that's coming out in 2021. Um, but it was also announced that Suicide Squad, the sequel to that, is coming out in 2021 as well. And James Gunn is going to be at the helm. Yep. So for those unfamiliar with that name, Guardians of the Galaxy. Enough said. <laughs> um I I think that that has so much potential to have James Gunn at the helm of the Suicide Squad. I I thoroughly enjoyed the first one. Does it have its problems? <laughs> Absolutely. But that being said, I think putting James Gunn at the helm of the second one is going to do a lot for that. And I think I mean, we may no, actually yeah. really see like the assault on Arthur, uh, Arkham type Suicide Squad where. Amanda Waller is just basically blowing people's heads off again and, and, and being that Royal pain. So I think gun definitely has the, the ability to take that to the next level, especially with ensembles. Like obviously you mentioned guardians of the galaxy. That's his, you know, forte. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the suicide squad movie. Um, I'm still 
very hopeful that he might get his job back for the third Guardians. You know, there's still that that yep. petition going on. I really hope that that goes through and Disney changes their mind. But, um, you know, maybe this is just a new path for James Gunn, and I'm excited for it. I, I think he's yeah. going to do an amazing job. As far as the Batman movie, um, you know, that worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going with a younger Batman. And they are going away from Ben Affleck. Um, so right there, I think going away from Ben Affleck for this piece is going to be great because I mean, we've discussed this before. An older Batman with a younger Justice League didn't fit. Just did, so Yeah, think, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I had my way, I would I would love to more see it be um, just Gordon Levitt's character um, from Dark Knight Rises be the Batman. I would love to see him take on that mantle. Um, yeah, but that wouldn't make sense. Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it depends on, on how they're, how they're going with it. Um, I mean, we well, know the, that the Nolan trilogy stays is apart from yeah. the, the now defunct DC, you know, extended universe and cinema universe. But, you know, I, I think that it would be great to have that revisited though, because it left on, left us on such a cliffhanger that you know we could we could see the birth of Nightwing. Yeah, but it was a perfect end to a separate universe. It it's was. what we needed. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think at this point we we maybe we need some more of that right now with how well how I mean, off the rails outside of Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman, how off the rails that DC's kind of gone. True, but that's why they need a fresh face cuz no matter what even if they did so happen to bring Jason Gordon Levitt, they're always going to think of the Nolan series and they're just going to, people are going to keep clinging to wanting that kind of realism and that kind of storytelling. So you really can't go with that kind of character or that actor that's associated with the ending of a perfect separate series and a separate universe. Like that's why they need a fresh face and a younger actor. Yeah. My opinion just give. Nolan the the keys back to the kingdom and let him go have fun, <laughs> but we know Nolan wants to do his his new projects and and everything and and he's doing really well. Um, you know, there's rumors going out there he's already working on a new project that there isn't a lot being said about it. So look forward to that. Now, in the sequel realm of the world, um, Detective Pikachu, which isn't even out yet. Uh, it came out this week that they're already starting working on the sequel for that. Yeah, it's it's tested uh, out the roof. So, yeah, well, I mean, I mean it, it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. You just put his name on anything. Yeah. It's going to it's going to do well. Um, uh, be careful with that. That, could, you know, that might jinx the man. You know, he's got other projects coming. But, um, you know, once they when they start testing. Testing the footage and testing, uh, you know, product testing, which having uh, test audiences watch the movie, um, you know, when you get nothing but positives, even from a rough edit, um, sometimes they'll already get greenlit. Yeah. You know, sequels will get greenlit, and that's probably what happened here. So, I mean, that makes me very hopeful for the movie. I definitely want to see it. I'm hoping to to laugh a lot and... and uh, you, you know, to hear, you know, Reynolds, you know, quick quips and, and uh, you know, you know, funny delivery. Um, I mean, it's going to be great to hear, you know, what Pikachu's actually saying instead of it just hearing, you know, Pika Pika. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, now, the and script's being, who knows? Maybe we'll hear other maybe we'll hear uh, other Pokemon talk. We never know. We never know. Um, now, the script is being written by Oren Uziel. Uh so his prior credits are Cloverfield Paradox and 22 Jump Street, which right there, that doesn't make me feel great about this. So he is responsible, though, for the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie that's coming out, um, which <clears throat> I hate to say it, the teasers that they're putting out for that. I don't know how I feel about the whole the whole thing. Yeah, neither um, do I. Sonic works really well in an animated setting and they've done animated movies, you know, with him being in the real world. I just don't know how this is going to be because I've seen the design on the, the movie, you know, the movie posters and everything like that. And I just don't, I don't like that. It's a, he's humanoid 
with like this big mohawk essentially yeah. he doesn't really resemble sonic and then with that being said is i wonder if if they're going to include tails and how they're going to make tails look you know some of those those characters that are in those games are iconic to that generation, you know, to our generation that played yeah. the Sega Genesis, you know, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, you know, they're all quite beloved, but, uh, uh, it was only a matter of time before, you know, they started bringing those, those characters out and, uh, and giving them their movies. But uh, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I just, uh, I'm, I'm as skeptical as you are, especially with, especially with sonic i mean he could be now here's where uh, yeah. here's where things may get better on that is jim carrey is this playing is dr robotnik yeah. oh is oh is he yes huh. i think that was a safe move yeah and, and i think it, it really is and then um ben schwartz um who's really known for parts and rec he is going to be playing the voice of sonic so I think it, it has potential, but that being said, I'm still very, very leery of this particular project and Ugh, I don't, yeah, I still don't know about that, man. I mean, I mean, it sounds to me we're getting Sonic the Hedgehog and we're still not getting Uncharted. Well, we're I getting mean, young Uncharted. Okay. But hold on. They lost another director. I mean, we're at this point. How about we just get Nathan Fillion to go make a full-length version of the fan movie he did and just give us Uncharted? Go back and do a prequel later or whatever, but just Man, give it. Fillion's too old, bro. Did you not watch the fan film? I did watch the fan film, and it was great, but okay, you got you got to think film. you got to think longevity. Do you th- yeah, really think Fillion would last four films, especially with everything that – that those He's doing with the rookie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean so as, as like if we got Fillion after Firefly, like around when the first game came oh, out, yeah, oh, we would have been golden. Yes, golden. But you know, it, these but even things at take that, time. even at that time though, Uncharted when it came out, it, it granted it released to great success, but I don't think they expected it to be the franchise it became. No, I don't think they did either, um, which is why it, these things take time. And yep. it's unfortunate. Like we, we, I mean, the, the character of Nathan Drake is partially like the creators even said, he's, it's partially based off Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, he's got the look. Yeah. He's got the look and it sucks that like stuff like this takes time, but I'd rather it be, well taken care of instead of so rushed let's let's talk about what we're kind of not excited about too is because also Oren is also writing two other scripts right now he's writing supergirl which um the first one was terrible oh god and with that he is also working on mortal Kombat. now this is the first i've heard of mortal Kombat even being done for the theater outside of that Mortal Kombat legacy project that they did, where you had different directors taking characters, making those small little fan type movies. Um, Uncle Chai White is Jax. That was awesome. Um, I'm leery of this because See, the re- the reason that show did well, that show had a, made a lot of fans like got a lot of fan base because one, they kept it real. And they didn't throw in a lot of the a lot of the sci-fi-ness, which it needs, but they they really they really kept it safe. They really played it safe with that show. Just to I think it was just to like, hey, listen, like this could work, but the movie needs to have it needs to be rooted in the games. And yeah. honestly, I still think the original Mortal Kombat was a fantastic video game movie especially when you consider when it was made considering when it was made it was a great first i still go back and watch it though you know and it was it was good of of course they got a few things like wrong with the story but like you know like what what did they get wrong with the story uh well not i mean i mean 
You know, I mean, the it whole- still plays out that, you know, they still try and invade the, the realm after the tournament, like it happened. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the different combatants and stuff. Um, scorpion, or not Scorpion, uh, Reptile. I mean... I loved how they did Reptile, though. That was just awesome. But that being said, though, you know, I think he was just thrown in there as a, hey, here's that secret character like he was in yeah. Mortal Kombat 2, so... I mean, there are um, a lot of great little Easter eggs that we got from from the movie. Yeah. It was just, I think it could have been tightened up a little bit more. But it was um, it was the '90s, man. <laughs> look true. at the movies. Totally look true. At the movies that were made in, made in the late '90s. Oh yeah, totally true. In which I think I have a little bit more hope with this Mortal Kombat because it's made such a staple within the last couple games i mean i really think mortal kombat x and this next game are going to be their biggest sales that they've ever had and and i think this is a good time to do it because mortal kombat x or 10 or whatever you want to to look at it as is is still in everybody's mind because people are still playing it but they just had the reveal of mortal kombat 11 over in london Um, and and above all from 10 they had a relevant story in the game that could work. I mean, it still has like, you know, uh, portals and, and demons coming mm-hmm. through and, you know, sorcery. All of that could work if you just form it around a decent story. Yeah. And that's what the game, the game halfway does that to where like it would be a decent film if they just stuck to the lore. You know, that's the problem. They didn't really stick to the lore in the first movie, but that, you know, like you said, it's the 90s. You know, they kind of like, hey, we need these characters to be in the movie. Okay, and then they well, went did, and then they went did Annihilation. And just yeah, and then that was terrible. But then um, they were like, hey, we got a bigger budget. Let's throw them all in. And that and it was, ruins it. Oh, it ruined it so much. Yeah. It really did. Um, now, Moving into the game side of the equation now, like fully, Quantic Dream, which we all know um, is responsible for Detroit Become Human. Amazing game. Mm-hmm. Um, Heavy Rain and and Beyond Two Souls. Uh, they received an infusion of cash on a uh, minor investment deal from Chinese gaming company NetEase, um, which is going to help them develop their games for multi-platform. So, I think Detroit is probably that last Sony exclusive that they're going to do. I think they're going to branch out and do other things because they're they're following in the steps of Phil Spencer saying that, hey, gaming needs to be for everybody. Regardless of what platform you're on, you should be able to play the game, you know. Uh-huh. And and I think, you know, we're going to start probably seeing a little bit more of that. Yes, Sony has their, their stable and um, – with their games, you know, with Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica, um, San Diego Studio making all their games. But I think Quantic Dream, I think it's going to help them getting out to the masses because for for the time being, it's been solely just on the on the PS3 and the PS4. Um, now, the funny thing is, is that NetEase, they infused Bungie with some cash last year as well. I'm thinking we all wondered, you know, what Bungie had to do to break out from that contract with Activision. And I think part of it was probably sales, you know, and they had to hit a certain player number. But I think that they needed a breakup fee and that they had to have I a buyout agree. fee. Yeah, and I, I think totally this agree. cash from net ease as that investment to say, hey, let's get you broken out and, and being your own people. I think that is probably where that cash came from or a majority of it. And then they funded it part of it themselves. Yeah. But, um, so speaking of Sony, uh, first Spider-Man two got two new suits, uh, based from the fantastic four comics. You're getting future, uh, foundation suit, which is like a, a base white with that black spider and, and tinting to it. And then yeah. you've also got bombastic bomb man, which was him wearing the fantastic four suit with a bag over his head. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to, to try on those suits and take some pictures of that yet for, for the website, but um, the Bagman uh, is hilarious. Um, Sony also announced with their PlayStation Plus games that will come out on Tuesday, um, not only we're getting um, For Honor, we're getting Hitman, 
But they also announced that they're increasing your cloud storage for your saves from 10 gig to 100 gig. Well, that's awesome. Um, which is awesome because some of these game save files are ridiculously big. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some files that I have that are 500 meg just for the save file. Um, so I think that's going to help out a lot, especially when you're looking at people are deleting off some of their games to make room for all the new content coming. Um, also, it's been coming out reported that Sony has already told their internal studios to start working on PS5. Yeah. So yeah, I heard that we, as well. we talked about this, that Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2, and Death Stranding looked too pretty to be PS4 games. Yeah. What if at E3 we got that glimpse of what the PS5 is going to be in terms of graphics? That would be uh, that would be a huge reveal. I think I don't think we're going to get the reveal of the PS5 this year. No, I don't think so. Really? Because right, I mean, because within the last few months, all we've been hearing about is we've been hearing. Well, I mean, it's possible, uh, like, unless they were working on it immediately after E3 last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that it's been in development for two years now already. Okay. I think that's... Well, hopefully. That's because the PS4 was, what, in in development for a year and a half, two years before they announced it to the world as well. So, I that's mean, we already true. know... So we're, so we're, we're around that uh, that timeline of getting a new... Getting a new uh, mm-hmm. uh, console. I mean, Microsoft um, even said last year too that they've already been working on the new console. Um, true, you know? and and a, a lot of the specs for the PS5 have already been coming out. A lot of YouTubers have been talking about, yeah. um, you know, the the motherboards, the power, you know, how how powerful it's going to be uh, processing and, and compressing games. Um, I think. I mean, if I mean, well. We already know Sony's not going to be there, so I don't think we're going to get a reveal of the PS5. Well, you got to remember, PS4 was rele- uh, was revealed with a special little presentation in New York. It wasn't actually announced True. at E3. Um, just like Xbox but then they One. Did re- but they did, they did show it off in E3. and They did, and, and that was because you, that had, you had Xbox and, and um, Matrix... Um, they really, they, you know, they did the whole reveal of the Xbox one in May. So, you know, a month before E3 and uh, that, that gave Nintendo or not Nintendo, um, Sony enough time to, to switch it out, which now the reason I, I kind of want to talk about Nintendo within that same breath is because the new head of PlayStation, even though Sean Layden's the head of worldwide, right. But the new head of the PlayStation division has talked about that, you know, maybe Sony isn't going to step away from that, that portable realm now that they see how much critical success the Nintendo had, uh, switch has had. So we may end up getting something that is kind of in that may possible portable realm too with the PS five. We don't know because everyone's talking about this whole, you know, streaming of games. Now games as a service. Um, we do know that Phil Spencer has already said that the next Xbox are going to potential to have maybe a cheaper one that just streams games only. And then yeah. you're going to have the beefier one that's going to be like the Xbox at, uh, One X, you know. So um, speaking of games of service, uh, you know, the streaming, the games and everything, uh, Apple is rumored to be trying to build a Netflix style gaming service um, where you're going to keep access to the games as long as you're subscribed to them. Um, as as much as we all know that right now, Apple desperately needs a new source of revenue because the iPhones are bombing. They have hit that wall and they're they are starting to decrease heavily and I think that's because they keep coming out with all these new ones every year and the prices keep going up and up and up. Um, well their their problem is uh, no innovation with their their newest iPhones. You know, they and they I, they are compete they are they're still the top competitors for uh, for for phone quality and and use. Um, they need to, they need to figure out and how to switch up or change, um, the OS. The OS is very old, even with the newest features. But the thing is, is that, um, the only, they, uh, Apple only lost really a few billion dollars, which in turn 
is never a great thing, but um, it's still in the it's still in the black. Oh it's, yeah, of course, sir. Because a lot of their revenue they get off of the iTunes store because they take such a huge chunk. Their you know, iTunes. It's really but, their iTunes uh, and their licensing agreements. Mm-hmm. Oh they, yeah, I think that, the, those are their two highest. Uh, I think the problem is you look at the iPhone specifically, which has been their bread and butter money maker for quite some quite some time now. It's had year over year and quarter over quarter decreases. That that and, is what they need to start. What they already should be worrying about and what they're. Uh, and when you talk about OS, right? We know the same OS powers our phones as it does our iPads. As much as I love my iPad Pro, to some websites it looks like a cell phone. To some yeah. websites, it looks like it's an actual computer and functions yeah, we like need, it. We need, we um, need, we need like a, an iMac, a Mac mm-hmm. OS on the I, iPad, and I think I am very, I, I, I think uh, OS thirteen is going to have two separate versions, and, and I, I think, think we're going to. I think they need to. I think they need to do it and quickly because you look at Microsoft and the Surface. The Surface is starting to make leaps and bounds on what they're doing from a tech perspective. They're getting more and more functionality out of it. It is truly like you took a Windows PC and merged it with an iPad Pro. You can do everything True. on it with an iPad that an iPad Pro does, is, but you also have access to USB ports and everything. Um, you're not basically switching everything down to one USB-C port. I mean, that's the one thing that bothers me about Apple, which is why I am going to run my MacBook Pro into the ground before I buy a new one, is that they're stripping their MacBooks down out of functionality, and they're making you buy accessories. Yeah, the dongles are a problem, but I think that's why they they went to USB-C, is because, one, they have to... Why they... Why, why they took so long to to finally go that route is because the market wasn't taken over by any of these cables um Mm -hmm. the only thing that was noticeable was that wireless was getting more and more uh popular which is why they were one of the first to take out the uh the headphone jack i think that was a great move a lot of people still use headphone jacks which is fine i get it but i saw that as a a, a monumental move because I was I'm sick of those plugins. Now, the lightning jack is somewhat new, but it's also like we've we're at the point where we you need to change. And now the market is truly showing that USB C is becoming the universal. Oh, cable. don't get me wrong, it is because you've got it. Your the switch runs off of it, the MacBooks run off of it. You know. A lot of devices running yeah, off the USB-C. and that's the other thing. I think my problem is, is that how, you, how are you, you keeping your 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 products with separate cables? You're adapting other ones with the common cables that the market is showing you that you need to do. I think they're finally noticing that okay, we need to slowly progress. Every I think they shouldn't be slowly okay. progressing. They should be throwing everything on USB. I think the problem is, is that your MacBooks now have one USB-C port on them. So if you want to charge your MacBook. You can't put in a USB cable or a USB um, flash drive or anything like that. You have to go get your you have to go get a USB C adapter to do all that. Whereas you look at the Surface, it's actually putting in it has all those ports already on yeah, it. Yeah, the Surface in. still so, has um, multiple ports instead of and yeah, and that's, that's and that's that's Apple that's Apple's choice to have. Mm-hmm. That's definitely Apple's choice because they want to keep giving you that slim foundation of the macbook air the macbook pro you know yeah I because just those that, jacks do take a lot of space but is that is that truly worth you know the the inch or two of I not mean, having those parts i mean i'm okay with an extra I, inch of thickness yeah to have all I, that i don't know out. i don't know where they're going why they think we don't need that a lot, but because they're maybe, trying to, maybe, they're, yeah. they're trying to be Steve Jobs, and they're not. You know, I guess. I mean, rumor is that they're coming out with a new iPad or an, a new iPod. 
it's like, do we need an iPod anymore? I, yeah, new iPod Touch. I yeah. So, but I think I think that's going to start. I think that's a great idea from a marketing standpoint because I think that's going to start being their cheaper version of the phone. I think giving them giving giving them the the option because a lot of kids can't afford a full fledged phone, or you know because because there are so many apps that you can call people for free that the iPad Touch can do that. Now, I see I see that as a more uh, more of an economic way for younger people to afford that item. Um, Instead of not being able to do the phone, because yeah. let's the the touch the iPod Touch still gets the internet if you get Wi-Fi. Yeah, if you cl- plug into Wi-Fi, same thing. Um, if you do Skype or whatever third-party app, so you can make calls. iMessage well, I just think, is free. I just think that the lack of innovation right now that's coming out of Apple True. is but, killing. But them. the thing is, I and think that's why I you see the, gaming, the sales. I think they're gaming on their new, like they're, you're going to see a new, a, a totally new fabricated uh, model of iPhone. I think they're going back to our favorite models, which is the. I did not uh, want to give up five. my S. I did not want to give up my SE. And I think they're going back to that kind of. I think they're going mm-hmm. to a wider base and and that aluminum. So, style uh, uh, of yeah. model now <laughs> now that with that being said now let's stick with the pc realm right um it came out this week that the steam store which it's a shame that theo's off tonight because i would love to hear his his take on this but the steam store is losing four big coming exclusives or coming uh releases metro exodus and division two are going to be available exclusively through Epic's uh, new gaming store. And that is because they offer more profitability. They take less of a cut than Steam does. Um, Crackdown 3 is going to be exclusive to the Microsoft Windows Store, and Anthem is going to be exclusive to the EA Origin Store. So I think you're starting to see a lot of these studios want more money. They want more cut. And I think that's the problem with Apple, too, is is that um, they take such a big cut, you know, they're gonna eventually for them to do that that online store that streaming service for games. You're gonna have to find some people that just need to get their game out in front of the masses because a lot of studios are not gonna want to you know lose their cut. Now I can I can see Apple being at the forefront of the streaming. Oh no, I services think, with, oh, I think Microsoft. with pure with pure independent uh, developers. No, I think um, I think Microsoft's going to be taking the lead on that one. Unfortunately, yeah, I think I think Microsoft um, is going to be with, taking the lead with, with AAA Xbox. and well, huge bigger games. But for the little guy, Apple has always been there for the little guy with app developers and and some game developers. I think well, it's going to so be up here's, there. So here's why I think Microsoft I predict, like the top three. Here's why I think Microsoft is going to. Um, take the lead here and that is because nintendo's damon baker who was uh the senior manager of public developer relations at nintendo responsible for bringing in all those indies onto the switch is leaving for xbox he announced this week over twitter that he was leaving he's going to be the head of portfolio at mike at xbox um he's going to be responsible for evaluating all second and third party content and he's going to work directly with id at xbox which is that that independent development queue yeah. um chris carla he's gonna be working with the game you know xbox games marketing gm aaron greenberg and directly with phil spencer so i think microsoft is in a really good position right now for that especially when you think you've got nintendo switch has become such a really good platform for indie games now yeah um you combine that his experience with the fact is that phil spencer went out and got the initiative um, which the studio is going to be a internal make kind of like, um, the coalition does for gears of war. And it, the initiative is headed up by the former head of crystal dynamics, which made tomb Raider. He went out and got undead labs, which is made state of decay, which is a huge game right now over in the PC side, starting to make its way onto the, the console side. He got playground games, which is responsible for Forza horizon, 
Now, they've just been in a partnership all this time. Now, that is a permanent relationship. Microsoft has brought them in as a actual studio, a la Naughty Dog is for Sony. You also have Ninja Theory, who did Hellblade and DMC Devil May Cry and then Heavenly Sword. Compulsion Games, who made We Happy Few, which was published by Gearbox. And then Obsidian, who made Night Seal Republic 2, Fallout New Vegas, South Park Stick of Tru- uh, The Stick of Truth. So with that, I think they're they're really positioning themselves well. I'm not disagreeing with you. Well. I, I totally so, agree that Microsoft – I think Microsoft is going to be at the top of the forefront. But I'm also talking about the little guy that they're going to need other options based off – Yes. probably of being of Microsoft being so convoluted of like so well, many Microsoft so many is, established game game companies and maybe even indies but I'm talking about well let's try this other option because it's probably going to be harder to get onto that so uh, that's why I'm saying I think Nintendo is possibly second and I I don't be surprised if the Apple streaming service actually it, does somewhat in, within the top five, if not the top three. I think, honestly, I think Apple has a better chance to be better be better at it than PlayStation Now. Because I'm just, I mean, PlayStation Now, I did the beta of it and everything, and it disappointed me. It disappoints me with the selection they have right now. So, um, But speaking of Nintendo, um, this saddened me so much to hear the news that I know, Metroid I felt Prime bad for 4... You was indefinitely delayed for redevelopment. Um, I watched the video. I felt really bad for uh, Shinya uh, Takahashi, who's the head of development. Um, He looked... We know the Japanese are very honorable, and it looked like he just committed the biggest act of dishonor. Yeah. Um, And I'm okay with the direction they're going, because we know this when Metro Prime 4 was announced... And I heard the rumor that Namco or Bandai Namco was heading up development. I said it then that I thought that was a bad idea. And, and I, I agreed. Thought, I, and, I also agreed. And so in, in that terms is the game's been in development for like two years now, and they basically have to scratch all of it because of it, it did not meet Nintendo standards. And that's really sad because Bandai Namco can put out some really good games on Ace Combat for one. You know, it's a fantastic game, but this is a new realm for them. Now, the saving grace for this is Retro, the creator of the Metro Prime Trilogy, is giving us four. Mm-hmm. When I heard this, I was super excited. I will wait. I will wait the two, three years for you to get this together. I mean, who knows? It may, because it's going to take so long to do it, it may end up skipping the Switch and going on to the Switch 2. You know, because we know in a couple of years, Nintendo is going to need to keep up. Because we're getting the they're going to need to put something out, especially, especially with I mean the Switch has been a monumental, huge, huge product for Nintendo, but uh, given what what is out now and what I think a lot of people are kind of expecting, um, I am I would not be surprised if uh, if we see a Switch two within the next year to two years. Well, rumor I mean, is this maybe, year maybe we're getting. Even, this Maybe year, there's three. rumor. There's yeah. rumors this year that we're getting two versions. We're getting a – there's a possibility of – and there's been pictures that have leaked out of a Switch without the dock that has the Joy-Cons fixed to the controller. Which is uh, – I think that's going to be the cheaper version, I believe. And then yeah, gonna it's, it's going to be like, like the, a pro version. Yep, and then we're going to get a pro upgraded slimmer yeah. version with a, a different makes display. Which sense because they need – I think they've wanted to get out of their 3DS – and DS like lines and have like one. I think they need to unify. I think honestly what they should do is try and come out with a switch that has a slot on it for the DS games. That would, yeah. Or, and then, and then there you go. Then you just, then you just basically, heck you can even make the cheaper version, the handheld version only with a slot for DSs. And then yeah. basically you cut out the DS side of the equation, although it's cheaper and you go with something that's like 150 bucks, Yeah, you know, for the switch handheld only, you know? Um, so we'll definitely see how that comes out. Um, we got E3 in a couple, a uh, couple months, which, um, let everybody know that, uh, 
crashing game night we we are going to be at e3 covering e3 in a couple months so with footage with we're gonna we will gonna be having as footage. Much footage reviews as we can um we've all talked about it we are going to spend some time over at nintendo so we'll be able to see what they're cooking up uh we are also going to spend some time over at the microsoft theater to go check out yes. what xbox has got to offer um especially with all the announcements that they're probably going to have because phil spencer has said that they are going to make this one the the biggest e3 they've they've had um now, speaking of something along the lines of E3, uh, the senior editor for Game Informer, Imran Khan, um, it got it came out this week that Metroid Prime Trilogy for the Switch is completed with a rumored December launch. Oh, well, that'll be... I mean, that'll I, tide you over then. They better, because, <laughs> I mean, honestly... I, I would rather I would like to have it on the switch and see what they do with it. Um, get it back to what it was on the GameCube because I thought adding in the motion controls for one and two and trying to <clears throat> force overlay the whole Wii control system was a bad move. It made the game so unenjoyable that I never I never picked it up for the the Wii. Mm. Um, I played it, you know, I rented it at Blockbuster, tried it out, and I was like, nope, not going to do it. It worked really well for it worked really well for Prince Ray Booster. Don't get me started, man. (laughs) Hey, you know what? My, you know, 2011 was when my store closed. Um, and shortly thereafter that, uh, they declared bankruptcy. So, um, you know, it was a fun time though. Uh, you know, we had a lot of fun. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll definitely see if that comes to fruition. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath, you know, on that piece. So, um, it's unfortunate too, because they, you know, that's one of their biggest franchises would, that they still haven't really utilized or shown. I mean, out of the Nintendo, okay, the, the big Nintendo line, like let's face it. Metroid prime is the stepchild of all of them because you look at how the games get published. You know, every console pretty much has had a legend of Zelda. You know, we had it on Nintendo Super There's Nintendo. Always a Mario game. Yeah. N64. GameCube. Mm-hmm. Wii. Um, Wii U was that kind of, you know, Twilight Princess was remastered for it. You had Wind Waker HD came out for it. Um, you did have Breath of the Wild, which was it was originally designed for the Wii U, and then the Switch was coming, so they kind of said, hey, we need to kind of move it to the Switch and make it a, a, a dual release. So... Um, with with Metroid, we had Metroid and the Nintendo. The Super Nintendo, it skipped the N64, went to GameCube, it was on the Wii, and then it skipped Wii U. Mm. So uh, we'll definitely see that fruition. If it comes true, you know I will buy it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Metroid Prime Trilogy. That's... I love that. I can't wait to see what Retro does for Retro Prime, Metro Prime 4. So with us talking about, you know, Phil Spencer and and what they're doing over at Xbox, um, they did announce this week that they're going to put all their bundles on 50 bucks off right now. Um, so for me to hear that they're doing 50 bucks off, I think they're probably trying to move a little bit more inventory because I, I think they're they are prepping that announcement because we already know that they're working on it. Um, I think we're going to see it this year because of everything they're doing with xCloud um, and, you know, the, the games pass, um, everything that they're doing, they're trying to, they're trying to really push that, Hey, we really want you to be able to play your games on whatever device you're on. Yeah. So I think we're going to see something more about the new Xbox come there. Um, but the one thing that really impresses me with Xbox and really disappoints me with Nintendo and Sony is that, and, and you'll everyone will see the ads this weekend during the Super Bowl. Um, is the XB1 adaptive controller. You know, it's a $100 controller that you can buy different attachments for it based on, you know, your level of disability. Um, but the it was designed with in collaboration with the Able Gamers Foundation, which is so critical to that part of the gaming community that's, that's been really underserved for quite some time right now. You yeah. know, that you have a disability that, you know, you want to enjoy games and play them instead of have somebody else play them for you. Um, 
you know, you've got the Cerebral Palsy Foundation, which helped work with us, which I've, I've worked with people that have, um, cerebral palsy and, um, you know, I would love, they wanted to play games, you know, they just, some of them, it was just so bad they couldn't. Um, so I think this, this adaptive, adaptive controller is huge. You know, you've got the two pads, you've got the kind of the, the crosshair button, but you can program it. It's com- you know? yeah, it's completely modular to yeah. where uh, you can you can adapt to any game ju- and just put in the the plugins on the on the yep. side of the controller or assign Absolutely. whatever you need to assign. You can. I think that's great, and I've seen the commercial one of the commercials that they put out, and it it's as a gamer, I'm so glad that they did this because one, I think you're right. They they're the first at, of the forefront. To do something like this, Sony oh, and, and Nintendo are a little Phil behind. Spencer, Phil Spencer even said on um, Major Nelson uh, Radio, his podcast uh, with Larry, um, or is that this tech? It is not something they want to be just an Xbox tech. They have fully put out the invitation. Anybody who wants to use this tech can do it. Yeah, and that disappoints me that Sony and Nintendo don't want to do it. And. I mean, well, I wouldn't go as far as that they don't want to do it. Okay, they're not, I, I think they're they not haven't prioritized. The I haven't. Yeah. They haven't prioritized. And, and I think you know, with, I, I think they should. I think uh, I think down the line, we're, I think we're going to see something. But they're definitely late to the party, and more they are really late. And it, and with listening to what Phil Spencer is and how passionate he is about this adaptive controller, because they've they've met a lot of people that has, this has changed their life in terms of gaming and they become friends with some of these people. And it makes some of the stuff that they want to do with not only the adaptive controller, but wanting to make it that you can play your games no matter where you're at, you know, instead of being confined to one ecosystem, you know, it makes me want to, you know, look at maybe adding in that Xbox one amongst the rest of things as a secondary system um, because of the direction they want to take it. Because there's rumors is that, um, whatever they come out with for the next Xbox may be compatible with the Xbox One, and that it may the Xbox One may be forward compatible as well as backwards compatible. Oh wow! Depending that's on what they do, so that's some rumors that have been coming out as well. So I think we'll we'll find out E3 definitely kind of what they're cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if that's the case, I mean anybody owning an Xbox. They're positioned in a great in a great position if that's true because then they're not going to have to worry about do I need to go out and drop four hundred five hundred bucks for a new system when hey my system's going to allow me to play those games yeah you know and it's going to allow me to play whatever older games I wanted to um, so now speaking of game that's on all platforms we've had a week to play Resident Evil what's your impression uh, I have to say that this is a great um, this is a great remake. Uh, it's po- like this is everything that I think you would want a remake to be. It's polished. It's it's very very clean and beautiful. Um, they've updated. They've definitely updated a few things um, from the original that I think uh, that needed to be. Needed to, it needed. Yeah, to yeah. Be. I mean, they 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 eyeballed the things like this worked because it was on PlayStation. We need to change it for this. Mm-hmm. And like, especially, uh, you know, the character Frank, he was he was barely in the game where he has more of a cinematic. Um, uh, 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 he's more of a cinematic character in the remake, which I think like little things like that work. And especially like the look of the tyrant, they changed him up mm-hmm. a little bit. But all of that works like they polished and really paid attention to I, the I details like the fact, that needed to be done. I like the fact that they brought back survival horror. Yeah. To, to this because I mean, granted, I'm playing it through just on assist, assisted, just so I can get through the game, play it, um, see see the changes on it because my backlog is insane. Yeah, um, I'm right there. I want to get things out of the way, and of course, I took the time to play Anthem. I'll be playing it this weekend as well. Just, yeah. Um, you know, we'll definitely do some live streaming, which um, you know, we're still determining whether or not we're just going to be Twitch or YouTube um, as far as our live streaming goes. Um, it may just be something we go YouTube. That way we can do our video creations as well from Share Factory and all that. But um, I love the fact is that, you know, I came around rounding corner 
and here's a tongue liquor staring right at me. And I'm like, uh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like when I'm still, you know, I still just got the third emblem or the third medallion rather. Um, so I'm, I'm about an hour and a half, two hours into it, but you know, you set off that explosion and all of a sudden here's a zombie. Okay, cool. I can try and maneuver around a corner, but then all of a sudden here comes a tongue looker bounding through the door and you have <laughs> yeah. no place to go. So I love that. I, you know, I love that, you know, you have enough ammunition to make you feel, have that false sense of security, you know, and I love the yeah. fact that you can make your ammo. Um, I, it just, everything looks so good. The lighting, they they the, took a lot from I I think four and five put it into in this one well yeah and, and then also they're using the RE seven engine yeah which and also uh, re- yeah I mean I, I they they really just polished everything up to make it I think this game should really get the the credit that it deserves because it is just it's beautiful it's a lot of fun and it's it really takes me back to where where you know <laughs> this is what I wanted the resident evil movies to be <laughs> right i mean i mean the uh, as, one okay resident as much as evil i love one, mila jovovich I, I, it's just like man were those movies okay. so off topic okay so the first one wasn't bad the and first the one wasn't I, bad the only reason i say that is because it's taking place while chris redfield and the stars team are pretty much upstairs in the mansion they're downstairs in the basement yeah um but after that it goes completely off the rails yeah and then further down the rails with five more movies, it, it became a six a post apocalyptic. Yes, yeah, like six that. movies, a post apocalyptic like Survivor, Walking Dead type of situation, and it was just man, did it go off the rails? Yeah. And I think uh, not getting off topic though, I think that that's why it gives me more hope with the upcoming series from Netflix. Um. The Resident Evil series, because I think I reserve I reserve judgment on that because of the fact is Netflix is making these these shows, giving them a year or two and then canceling them. So, yeah, and I I think that and that's what scares me about it is because I think with a story like Resident Evil, you're not going to be able to just throw everybody straight in and have them understand it. You're going to have to kind of build over season one and then move into season two. So if the viewership isn't there on, on season one, I think we're not going to go season two. Yeah. I think season two is going to be that, that, okay, show us what you got. If not, you're getting cut. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the one piece. But I think they can do it of. in two seasons. I really, I, I think they can do it in two seasons. Yeah. And I would like, I, I would stick l- with like the, the Leon, like Leon. Yeah. <laughs> type of, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, storyline I, I like yeah. and it's simple it's like you know most of the movie or, or series could be at a at the most of the first season it all takes place in a, in a uh, police station and yeah. then maybe the other half was with claire's storyline yeah. boom we'll you know? see what you know we'll see what they want to do so we'll see what they do um, but i have some hope i have some hope we'll see you know <laughs> it's like yeah you never know what um, these yeah, and 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 that's what you know. With it being Netflix too, is it worries me too, is because they just did a price hike. So at some point, you know, are they going to keep hiking their prices to the point where people just don't want to pay for Netflix anymore? They want to go to Hulu and and everything. And the whole reason they did a hike, Hulu just did a price drop. Okay, and here's the thing: is I'm okay watching a TV show with a 90 second ad in in different places with it. Yeah. Um, you know, for I mean, me, if you, I, I guess uh, I guess they're offering an even more premium price with yeah, no. Hulu's, yeah. Hulu's with got no, no commercials, uh, no commercials. But, and I think they add, did they add something else to it? I don't remember what else they added to like it. Like a Showtime or HBO or something uh, like you get it with it. But but yeah, I just got the email because I just I have the base value and they're like, yeah, so you're going down two dollars. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. I don't care about. I've I never mind. cared about the commercials. We've been we've been binge watching the rookie, and yeah. <laughs> and we you know I have to worry about commercials. So, um, you know that's that's something we'll see what happens with Netflix. I think this is the second hike in what six months I think for them. Something yeah, like that. this this is so, the this is going to be the time. This is going to say a lot of what ne- where Netflix is trying to go. Yeah, 
because now they're going to start heading into that HBO Showtime price mm-hmm. price point where, you know, is it worth it? Well, why why don't I just have HBO? Exactly. Why Netflix? You know, yep. Netflix was was Netflix's sweet spot was right there with Hulu um, being that like, Oh, I'm going to go watch this old show. Cause I want to binge it. And it, it's so much fun. Now, you know, Netflix. It. Yeah. Ne- so. Hulu is starting to, to build their, their inventory. Yep. And you know, this is going to be interesting time for, for Netflix. We're going to see, have to see what decisions they make and what category they're going to place themselves in. Or if they, if they're smart and they stop, hiking up the price for maybe another year or two. Who knows? We'll see. Yep. So, uh, for all our listeners out there, um, if you guys feel like crashing game night with us this weekend, um, feel free to check out our Twitch and YouTube channels. Um, cause definitely when we, uh, hop on for a little bit of Anthem, uh, tomorrow and, and Saturday, we'll definitely do some live streaming with that outside of that. If you guys, you know, don't want to play it, you know, definitely check out the, the recorded feeds, you know, so you guys can actually see what the games are like um, that we're playing. Uh, make those decisions for yourself, whether or not you want to get them. Um, but I look forward to playing some more Anthem this weekend, especially if and, we can and get And they're you to free. Play. Just just try it out. Oh, it is. The general yeah. demo is absolutely free. You don't have to be part of any pre-release or anything like that. So, all right. So I definitely want to thank everybody for crashing game night with us tonight. Uh, if you like what you heard, please absolutely let us know uh, in those comment sections, uh, whether you're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Um, you know, definitely follow us uh, so you can definitely stay up to date uh, when we release those new podcasts every Thursday night into Friday. Uh, and I want to say everyone be excellent to each other and stay frosty. Keep it up, nerds. Keep reading those comic books, playing those games, and, uh, and being yourselves. Thank you guys so much, and we hope to hear from you.